Hello, All-Star listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Veterinary Roundtable, the podcast where we answer your veterinary-related questions while having some fun along the way. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to leave us a review on your podcast provider of choice, and if you have any feedback to offer to improve the Veterinary Roundtable, let us know. We need reviews. Yep. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Nobody Let's see. A hammer. 119. Oh. Can we get a different Freaking button? heck. Would somebody please remind me that? I've got the I've got Thor's hammer at we home. Need it. I need oh, it. yeah. We just need to have it in we our back pocket. We can edit in the sound. So. Boom. Um, we're 119 on Spotify, 33 on Apple Podcasts. Oh, that's Woo-hoo. up, right? Yep. I don't remember a lot. <laughs> Going this direction. Woo-hoo. There we go. Yep, yep, yep. I have an important announcement. Tell me. Oh. It's fluffy sock season. Oh, oh wait, I'm gonna yeah. have fluffy socks on. I have like a compression. Oh my god, you have compression socks on. What the sock? You can walk around in the dark and everybody can see. Look how high those go. Holy crap. Wow. Your legs. We're on our feet all day. Nobody wants varicose veins, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm not gonna pull up and show my compression. I wish they made fuzzy compression socks. It'd be hysterical. Oh, it'd be great. You know what? We need to be sponsored by Boombas, Bombas, whatever the name of the because that's what I wear. My socks are very comfy. It's what? Crafters, the restaurant? No, not what? the same place. Okay, just- I'm talking about the company that makes socks. <laughs> There's a restaurant that used to be called Boombas. There is a restaurant She's that was. She's always in a different was. world. Like, I know. Food. Crafters is so Crafters good. is yes. really good. I got hooked on the wings thanks to Harrison. Their chicken Alfredo. Oh, you have to try you it. You go there and get chicken alfredo. It's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh, no, the wings, yeah. I don't uh-huh. know if I've been there. Their Garlic, nachos buffalo, are good. Uh, is it in oh caramel? It's on um, beer cheese. Yes. Yeah, the beer Wait, cheese is, is that, good. Wait, is that what you and Charles brought over yes. to Jake? <gasps> it's so good. It's very, very good. Yeah. Yes. I've so it I is had good. it to go. <laughs> but I was talking about so the sock company, but you're wearing fl- fluffy socks too. I am. That's excellent. Heck yeah, that's only. My I only go to my fluffy sock drawer, drawer now. In November. That's easy. Yep. Okay. So. It was really important. Yeah. I think I like that announcement. Whatever whenever we film the podcast, we have to wear fun socks now. From oh, okay. okay. And we're going to see who has the best socks. I'm in. And whoever I has the best socks gets a piece ready. of candy from Harrison. <laughs> okay. I like it. <laughs> and we're just, like, Harrison is volunteering. Okay. We have all these goals for Harrison. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Also, we just keep my adding to his list. Watch bands, just saying. I always do. Oh, yeah. Keep that Ooh. in mind if you Devin watch the podcast. Always she always matches. color coordinates. Oh, I like I it. Always okay. keep it in mind. Any my jewelry matches, just saying. Okay. She has light. Okay. <laughs> I have what? Just slight <laughs> OCD. <laughs> That's what makes you great. It's fine. You're doing great. Okay, so we got Courtney here, Courtney Vaughn. Yep. Veterinary Alan. technician. Yep. Oh, two weeks in a row. Yeah. I just cannot do that. No. Sorry, Jacob. It's, we don't it's care. It's never going to be Courtney Allen here ever. Yeah. Mrs. Allen. <laughs> that sounds so weird. Yeah, that? I don't. Uh, I tried to convince him to change his name, and he wouldn't. So. He wouldn't do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I tried. Well, his well, loss. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And who else do we have with us today? And Devin. Devin. AKA Pop Tart. Who's <laughs> in the house? Hello. I love when you do the little braid or the big braid in your big ponytail. Braid. My hair will never be I that long. I've done it in a minute. That gives me a headache. Wow. My that's high up amazing. My head. I look like one of the people from Mulan when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Warriors. <laughs> Let's get down Them to business. business. <laughs> I love that. I love that's, that. How I, that's how I look when I do that. Oh my gosh. I can't pull it off. I can't do it. I think that's amazing. 
Okay. Everyone's doing great. And, and we have Dr. King and uh, Dr. Doug Wall. Oh, that's right. Good job. We forgot to introduce we're ourselves. We're here. We made it. Um, without Harrison's script, we don't know what we're saying. Yeah, yeah we don't know this what to do. This is improvised. Yeah. We're doing our best. Okay. Everybody's doing great because it's a Wednesday. That's, mm-hmm. that's right. And we have a puppy coming in later. We never get puppies. I know. That's that family. It's so hysterical to me. They got a dachshund. It's yeah. Just, it's a dachshund. Not what I wish on the best. Dachshund. They have like a doodle and a shih tzu. I think a Maltese. Yeah, a Maltese or something. They yeah. don't have any. It's a little mini family. dachshund. One of those little things. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Anyway, icebreakers. Is it okay to recline your seat on an airplane? Oh, this is a good one. This I, one's good. Have we answered this one before? I feel like we've talked about it before. Maybe we know. have it. Mm, I don't know. Take us away. Go for it, Duckwall. Hell yes. Oh. I'm trying to be comfortable. Recline that seat. I was. I think it no. depends who's behind me. <laughs> I don't know why though, because I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it when people in front of me do it, but I want to recline mine every time. Okay, it reclines say... an inch. I don't even think it matters. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Some people get so salty. Though. They do get so yeah. angry about it, and I'm like. It's legit an inch. It's just yeah, yeah that's true. Although like, I do think of like Charles, like tall people, that inch goes a long way if I you're agree. not in an exit row. That's true. So I would be a little bit more picky about it. If that's I what I'm tall. saying. So but I'm not. <laughs> I think it depends who's behind you. So and like how long, you, be, and how long the flight is? Oh, how long the flight is? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the recline doesn't really do much. Yeah, I've never reclined my seat, and I hate when people do it in front of me. Mm-hmm. Guess okay. you got to pay for first class. So I know. Sorry. About that. I feel <laughs> like there's not even first class anymore. Are there even airplanes that have first class? I feel like like when you get on Southwest, often. it's like all the same. There's no ab- separate time. separate section. I, have I, no I think there is. I just flew uh, United and American. And, and there were? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Do you should just buy a row of seats and then put a curtain up around so you have your own first class? <laughs> just lay down. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think they'd that go very well. It's like the bridesmaid movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> it's a good movie. Okay, well, what does everyone... Wait, did you answer? What do you think? I don't recline it. I don't know why. Unless I'm like pillow? really... Yes. Unless um, I'm really exhausted or I'm sitting next to somebody like Calvin or somebody that's like, <laughs> I need it to recline so yeah. he will be quiet or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I typically don't. Just I don't use know your f- husband that's sitting next to you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's so hard to get comfortable on airplanes. It is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It really is. You think is. by now they'd figure something out, but no. safety and all that. <laughs> safety. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. They just want as many seats on there as mm-hmm. possible. I slept in a very weird position my last flight. Like I was by the window and I was seriously like, <laughs> it is it's so hard. It was awkward. so bad, and I yeah. had someone right here, and yeah, it's very yeah. weird. But okay, so number two, is it acceptable to double dip chips in a communal bowl? Mm. Um, if you if take one bite, side. yep, you take one bite from one side and then flip it around and dip the other side yep, that you yeah. didn't That's bite from. That's just, just respect, and just get a nice. I mean, get a nice dip. <laughs> yeah. So then you only have to bite the chip twice, depending on how big yeah, the chip or, is. Your yeah. hand handled that side of the chip. No, you grab the middle. Okay, sure. <laughs> Sometimes I'll like get enough, like if it's queso, like get enough queso so you can like or just shove that whole thing. So you in can your mouth. like tilt yeah. the tip and let it, or tilt the chip and let it like cover the whole over chip, the whole chip. Or you could just do a pre-break and then dip. Oh, that's what, that's what I do. That's one what I do. Each now that you say that, <laughs> yeah. makes yeah. a lot more sense. I have seen you do that. That is what I do a lot of the time. Yeah. Or just put the whole thing in your mouth. That works. Or just too. eat the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. Do you think it's acceptable to just like take the dip? Then <laughs> <laughs> I think, especially at a Mexican restaurant, you just like this is my salsa. But yeah, bowl, it also so... depends who you're sharing the dip with. Yeah, true. Yeah, true. Yeah, 
I and how the have people who are respect. also dipping feel about right. it. Yeah. Right. I feel exactly. about double dipping. Yeah. Yep. yep. And a lot of times people ask, are you okay if I double dip? Mm-hmm. Or, oops, I double dip. <laughs> <laughs> now it's mine. <laughs> Such an interesting it reminds social me of, element. It is because it reminds me of when kids would like lick a candy bar so then no one else would take a bite. Yes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah. It's like if you did you just do that on purpose so you could have all the mm. dip? <laughs> I would do mm. that. Interesting. But like it's let's think about this. If you have a big bowl of something and you double dip over here, is it really gonna cause an issue over on there? your side of the bowl? Right. <laughs> oh no. If it's queso, sometimes you gotta mix it because it gets that little <laughs> film on the top. <laughs> the, yeah, that like is dried out. <laughs> oh my goodness. But even when you're taking a like a bite of the chip, I don't know. I just I will say I don't know if it's that big of an issue. It's really not that deep. I am not. I am not a worrier of it. But after COVID, I'm sure everyone is like so paranoid about. I don't really care about double dipping. But my mom and I just had a conversation about like ice cream, like those small pints. Oh, yeah. We don't like scoop it out and put it in a bowl. So we each just like use spoons. If she eats some out with a spoon, I can't eat after her. Huh. Or like anyone in that regard. I just can't with spoons. <laughs> like even like soup or stuff like that. So right. Spoons really get you, huh? Yeah. Huh. Fascinating. My, my mom growing up, she refused to share milk with anybody. I don't like sharing milk. Like she could not. Like a she glass can't. Of milk? Yeah. She can't. She physically could not share a glass of milk. Like if I took a sip out of it, she'd be done with it. It's only milk. Yeah. She can drink after us with anything else, but not milk. Hmm. Weird. I don't share lipstick or uh, chapstick either hmm. or deodorant. There are just some things you got to draw a line, you know. Okay. <laughs> it's our pictures. <laughs> but it's okay if I take your double dip jib. <laughs> I'll eat your saliva, but do not put your armpit on my deodorant. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Charles don't share deodorants? No. No. Oh. That's a definite no. Okay. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> his armpits are hairy. Ew, that's disgusting. <laughs> looking at me like. <laughs> oh my okay, goodness. should you leave the toilet seat up or down? If like we... the whole thing, or just like the cover? The, the cover. seat, considering we're the part world. that you sit your tushki on. Why would you leave that up? Yeah, I feel like this question should because be you don't live in a fraternity, Man. so you wouldn't it's understand. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The seats are always up. That's true. So I mean, no, you should not leave them up. Do you think you should leave the lid up all the time? No, close no. that sucker. Yeah. yeah, but if it sits there and gets dark, then mold happens faster. What? Really? I was always told to leave, like, let it the toilet air a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> you don't do that? I don't know. Pro science at its best. <laughs> if your toilet seat stays for closed for more than seventy two hours, <laughs> I would not want to expect a black <laughs> ring of film around. Yeah. It's a dark, moist area. (laughs) (laughs) If the lid's down, then like your animals, like some dogs like to drink from the toilet. Oh, yeah. That's disgusting. I do have a dog who does that. But then when the the lid's shut, then that's more people touching the lid and having to open it. And that's more germs. So that's my opinion. I don't know. You can have a whole bunch of stuff just willy-nilly fall in the toilet. So I keep the top of it down. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if you just like trip. It's like one of those videos where you trip and then you roll down the stairs. Uh Uh-huh. Fall in the toilet? <laughs> Miles drops his Maybe. toys in the toilet. Ew. What? Yeah. yeah. That's gross. I just think it's gross to have the lid open. Yeah. I'd it's just unsanitary to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to make sure I shut my lid when she comes over. I literally, the if I have gas and I leave no. it up, I that go in there the and I shut it. The should not be up, but in my house, I'm sure it happens quite frequently. Well, you also have five sons. Yes. Yeah. 
Yep. Mm -hmm. I, you Mm. know. Interesting. Yep. Hmm. But now that they're older, it's better. So I guess that's just a personal decision. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like it. If you come to my house, put the thing down. (laughs) That's all I got to (laughs) say. I'm going to do it for you. Oh, gosh. Case collections. Yep. All right. Courtney. All righty then. Let me get out my notes (laughs) in a moment. (laughs) Don't want to forget nothing. Okay. Um, so we had a 15-year-old cat come in. He was a male neuter cat. Um, he presented on a Monday for not doing well. Um, he hadn't eaten or drank anything since that past Friday, and he was hiding around the house, not really coming out, which is kind of unusual for him. Um, that was going on, like I said, throughout most of the weekend. Um, the owner had not noticed any kind of vomiting. Um, she didn't quite know if he was using the litter box or not because she has other cats in the house, so it was hard to tell. Um, And he also, another big red flag was he was vocalizing when mom would pick him up. Um, So he seemed obviously uncomfortable. So he came in. We did an exam. Um, On exam, he was very painful in his abdomen. Um, He had pale mucous membranes. And we also noted, um, what was it, like dark brown to almost black fecal material on his back end, which is not normal. Um, so we did blood work and abdominal x-rays. The abdominal x-rays weren't too, too exciting. His left kidney was a little smaller than normal and his right kidney was the normal size. Um, so that didn't really tell us a whole lot. Um, and then his blood work, he had a hematocrit of 11% and the normal ranges on our blood machines are 30.3 to 52.3. So very, very low. His red blood cells were at 2.25, and the normal is 6.54 to 12.2. And then he had mild neutrophilia. Um, and I think, yeah, so that's what we found on blood work and then x-rays. And then, um, so after looking at all those diagnostic tools, um, there was concern for an active GI bleed, which would explain the anemia, the dark stools, and then the abdominal pain. Um, so we recommended transferring him to a 24-hour 24-hour facility for a blood transfusion and then a possible abdominal ultrasound to further evaluate his GI tract um, to see if we could find a bleed there. Um, And then obviously 24-hour monitoring. Um, And the owners after – so they did decide to go to the 24-hour facility. Um, And then after the ER doctor looked at him, the owner decided to take him home and keep him comfortable because I think some of it was pricing. And I don't know if she just wanted to put him through all that because he is older. Um, So we decided to keep him on buprenorphine just to keep him comfy at home um, for as long as possible until the owner was ready to say goodbye. Um, And he actually – so he came on – came in to us on October 9th and he was euthanized on November 10th. So he lasted a full like four weeks pretty much on Buprenex um, and mom was actually able to take him off of it for I think she said maybe a week or a little bit less. Um, so he, I mean, he, she said he was doing well at home. He was back to eating. Um, he still wasn't fully himself. He was still lethargic, but he did decent at home after she decided not to do stuff with him but then he was euthanized because he got worse and he wasn't doing well at all but oh, i think that was yeah. pretty cool mm-hmm. that she got all that extra time extra with him, time. which Especially typically with, like, shouldn't acute, happen yeah i mean that was a miracle that he lasted that long with her which isn't good because that cat was her whole life so oh yeah but i mean the cat was very impressive that very, yeah i mean cats are crazy <clears throat> on how much they can deal with and survive mm-hmm. when it comes to anemia and stuff like but he was very pale. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He was very uncomfortable. And yeah. so potentially he lasted as long as he did because the bleeding was 
transient. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know if it was a mass or something else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But I just thought that was crazy. Yeah. Because yeah, we were I mean, like, he really hung Because he came in for that and then we transferred him, obviously. And then we didn't hear anything back at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, one Friday, I was like, wonder what happened to him. And so I called VCA because that's where he went and we got records and they, it said like they just took him home instead. And then we And finally, I talked to her and she said it's because yeah. he got super stressed when they were going to try to get him oh, set okay. up and everything. Uh, yeah. Like she was planning on it and yeah, the owner's made awesome. the deposit. And then she was just like, I just couldn't leave him there. He was so stressed. He was yeah. so stressed out. Yeah. yeah. So. I'm just glad she got that extra time with yeah. him. Yeah. Well, it's amazing the anemia levels cats can live with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For it's chronic crazy. periods of time. It's crazy. Like, even when I remember when I called the emergency vet just to give them a heads up, you know, saying 11%, they're like, oh, boy. And they're yeah. already preparing to do a transfusion. Yeah. And um, what's our number that we say now? It's like, what, 17, 15% mm-hmm. for transfusion. So mm-hmm. it, I mean, he was, yep, it's what he needed. But mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't know why, unfortunately, but there's a, a short list of what mm-hmm. it could be. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now he's at peace. Yeah, interesting yeah. case. Interesting yeah. case. Yeah. Yeah. Lived a good life. You want to go? Sure. Okay. Um, we actually all saw this doggy. <laughs> um, nine-year-old golden retriever um, came in on Monday. Okay. It doesn't matter what day. <laughs> 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 came, in a, came in a few days ago. Came in on a Monday. <laughs> um, day before she came in, she was at a state park with her family, and it is fall, and they were at the top of a hill, and she was laying on, like, thick leaf piles and just started sliding down the hill like not intentionally started sliding down and broke her fall with her two front legs i think they said she slid down like 30 feet yeah and um <laughs> she fell down a hill it, was, <laughs> it, it seriously said fell down the hill <laughs> broke so nail sad. but she's so cute mm-hmm. and fluffy and yes sweet, she's so. so sweet i love her yeah but um since she broke her or stopped herself with her front legs she broke her um front left dew claw and the dew oh, yeah, claw was seriously seriously rotated 180 degrees it was wild and i think it had like broken the shell rotated mm-hmm. um so we took x-rays just to ensure there were no fractures there were none um and then we proceeded with sedation to remove the remainder of the nail um and then we sent her home with anti-inflammatory and antibiotic to mm-hmm. prevent infection and yep yeah. So was it like like pulled off and then turned? Yeah, Is it that, was like, like three the way quarters it looked of the nail was what had <clears throat> broken and then rotated. rotated. Okay. But then when I was, of course, when she's, you know, sedated, she's not painful, tense, pulling away. I was easily able to remove that shell and you could tell like just a top portion, portion was, was there was left. Mm-hmm. But we tried to give her local sedation at the nail to pull it. But it was, I mean, I can imagine it's so painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just feel really mean doing yeah. that. So thankfully she did fine under sedation and yeah. we cleaned it up really well and all that. But and it's not a weight-bearing toe. Obviously, it's the dew claw up there, so that helps mm-hmm. patients a lot too. Yeah. Just it was, crazy it looking. Was so sad. It was I was worried like, it was broken or luxated, like because like the actual bone digit because of the way that the nail mm-hmm. was facing upside, yeah. Down. Yeah. Yeah. upside down. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like <laughs> completely destroyed this toe. I'm already thinking toe amp and going right. ahead yeah. of the yeah. game here, and thankfully it was just the nail. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was so yeah, it was interesting. It was bizarre. Doggy. 
Yeah. I was just like picturing her sliding down the hill. <laughs> like, when is this gonna stop? <laughs> and I guess they went down to try to get her, and she hightailed it back up the hill. Yeah, she's oh, like, I was gonna fall through it again. Um, mine is just kind of like a well, I had two in the last week that I diagnosed uh, with juvenile cataracts. Ooh. So it was a three-year-old cat and a two-year-old mixed dog. So different species. They were in for their annuals. Looked at the eyes, did the ocular exam, and I was like, hmm, okay. And they were bi- it was bilateral for both of them. Oh. So um, blood work was unconcerning. Well, the cat, we looked at the kidney stuff, but that was fine. Um, so I guess the main reason, mainly in dogs, for cataract development, bilateral is diabetes. Well, this is a two-year-old dog, no diabetes. So then it's inherited, usually genetic. Um, I did recommend referral for both of these patients because they're so young Mm -hmm. and the biggest thing is are they candidates for cataract surgery to save their vision going forward um there's other things that can be done like injections of the eye things like that if they progress so much it kind of shuts down the eye because you really worry about secondary glaucoma as cataracts progress Mm -hmm. that's a big thing that can happen so um i haven't gotten notes back from either one of them i'm not sure they they said they were open to pursuing a consult, but it was just within the last week. So I haven't gotten mm-hmm. anything back yet. But just interesting that – I mean, that's why I was like, that's why we do annual exams because yeah. there mm-hmm. wasn't present last year. And yeah. change just these like that. developed. So you want to be aggressive about cataracts for sure if you want to do surgery and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Those are always interesting cases. Yeah. Very we cool. We just can't do it here. So Can't do it here. No. Nope. <laughs> Don't have the ability. But those are actually like great candidates for cataract surgery because yeah. – they're typically they're not going to have like, you know, with the diabetes patients that are 10 or 12 or whatever, they have the retinal dysplasia a lot of times where yeah. they can't see even if you remove the cataract. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas these guys, it's like you could really make them visual again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's like so huge. Yeah. To be able to have vision, even if you did just one eye. You yeah. Know? I mean, just being able to. Yeah. Give the dog back vision is really cool. And the ophthalmologist is is able to like look at other potential causes of the eye too if it's not just genetic. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm like, just go and have that peace of mind that yeah. it's just genetic. It is what it is and you can decide from there. So mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my case is an eight-month-old miniature poodle that um, – uh, presented for chronic lameness on her right rear leg for three weeks. Um, and it had been a gradual onset of progression of the lameness in the back right leg. And so we, um, in a dog that young and in a dog with that breed, then we have certain suspicions that start to come to mind. So took x-rays. Um, it was Dr. Smoke's case. Took an x-ray of her um, pelvis and she had um, a remodeling of the femoral head. Um, and the proximal part of the femur uh, where the greater trochanter is. And so anytime we see something like that where um, it looks like we have almost like disuse of the bone, so kind of like a, um, not moth-eaten is too strong of a word, but a, a loss of lucency or a lucency, I guess, pattern with that area in that breed, then one of the things we think of is a disease called leg calf perthes disease which is avascular necrosis of the femoral head. And in dogs, we don't really know why it happens. They have their suspicions and toy poodles and miniature poodles. Let's see who else. Chinese. Ch- yeah. I had one, a patient that was a Chinese Yeah, crested. there's some breeds like that that are prone to it. It's, it's always typically small breed dogs. Mm-hmm. But they think, you know, there's a genetic component. There may be a vascular anomaly like where 
the blood supply to the femur isn't as the femoral head isn't as good as what it's supposed to be. But then you lose blood supply. Well, then the bone dies. And when that happens, the bone becomes brittle and it doesn't move as nicely in that ball and socket joint. Mm -hmm. So then you get rubbing and pain. So that's where that dog was at in its, you know, um, illness was it was at the point now where that dog was becoming uncomfortable and had been non-weight bearing for three weeks. So now we were starting to see muscle loss um, in that leg. And so the treatment for that is uh, what we call FHO. Um, And so we removed the femoral head and neck so that we create kind of like a false joint there where that bone just slides past the acetabular rim. And so it's not rubbing bone on bone. I mean, those dogs typically do really, really well. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll perform that procedure for luxations, you know, with traumatic luxations of hips. Mm -hmm. Um, But she should do, uh, she should return to normal function, running, jumping, playing, you know, which always amazes me because there's nothing holding that leg on there except muscle. So crazy, which is really cool Yeah, um, Mm -hmm. that you can perform that type of procedure and it's not something, I mean, you could do a total hip would be the other but do procedure, you in that but, age dog? I mean, it's a small and, breed. Yeah, so. and it's a small breed. I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. You yeah. just do the FHO. How and, old did you say she was again? Like eight months, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so it's typically going to happen in a dog under the age of one. You're going to see it in a dog, that condition in a dog under the age of one. So, yeah. It yeah. does happen in people, too. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Right? Very fascinating. Interesting. I can't imagine. Yeah, Not, not a... commonly in cats. Not known. Not been reported. Not something in cats. Yeah. Hmm. So... But people, yes. Dogs, oh, yes. Oh, man. In those cases, do you typically like, right? see it like it happened in the other on the You other know, side? interestingly enough, we don't. Or is it yeah. just like a one and done? I mean, maybe? It, it mostly seems to be one side. So, you know, they list trauma as a different, as a potential cause. And I don't know if mm. it, they already have like the vascular anomaly and then trauma mm. causes then that to, you know, be more of an issue, mm-hmm. you know, the trauma does. So maybe that's why only one side okay. is affected. But typically we don't do bilateral FHOs. Yeah. It's yeah. not something that we typically no, do. I just didn't know what that condition. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've only seen it in one oh. leg. Yeah. FHO at the after x-rays are always very weird. still amaze me. Like I'm like, huh, it's just not there. It's yeah, gone. It's gone. <laughs> it's gone. Um so yeah, it um and then this kind of case, the femoral head is still in the acetabular rim. So there's a ligament that attaches the femoral head to the acetabular rim that keeps it all in place so it doesn't luxate out of position. That's still there and the joint capsule is still taking is still there. In a traumatic luxation, they rupture the joint capsule, the ligaments ruptured. So those are a little messier of a surgery. This surgery was really nice because you could see the joint capsule. You could then cuz ideally in a in a perfect situation, you close the joint capsule over the acetabular rim. So that then you definitely create space between what you just removed Mm -hmm. off the femur and the acetabular rim. So there's like a little gap so that the bone's just sliding past it. Mm -hmm. You can't always do that because sometimes the the joint capsule is so thin that when it ruptures and tears, you can't bind it or it doesn't Mm -hmm. close or whatever. But this was really cool because then on the x-ray, we could actually see the space. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it was Mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. Did did the bone get removed easier because it was... Necrosed, essentially. You know, we talked about that. It was fascinating because on the uh, radiology report, the radiologist commented that the femoral neck was like hard to 
like visualize. Yeah. So there was probably already some stuff happening. So when I used the saw to remove the at the angle, because you go from the greater trochanter to the lesser trochanter and remove this piece of bone, it was like perfect. And mm-hmm. it was so smooth. Like, so it all just came off perfect. Oh, nice mm. surgery. Yeah, it was a nice <laughs> surgery. And then we submitted it to histopathology just oh. to make sure we weren't dealing with some type of osteomyelitis. Ooh. Unlike, very yeah. unlikely. Yeah. But just very in case. interesting. Yeah. Very cool case. Mm. So there okay. you go. There's that. Right. Save your life. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we <laughs> made it more comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Until the next thing reaches up and grabs it. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, questions. I think we're going to. We said we're going to go to the second one, right? Yep. Okay. So my cat, Charlie, is 17 and has so much plaque on his teeth. What can I do about this? He also shakes every few seconds. I can feel it when I hold him. I'm not sure if this is old age. Sky artsy. Well, (laughs) he needs a dental procedure to get the plaque off his teeth. So he needs to be put under anesthesia and then his teeth will be cleaned. Potential x-rays. I know some clinics don't do it. Yeah. And then get them all pearly white again. Yep. Maybe some blood work first. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blood work. Good. Yeah. Blood work first, yes. right? Maybe. Your organ function is okay. He's an old man. Yeah, because he's an oldie. Mm-hmm. Yep. But so make sure he's not a disease. Yeah. So right. if his blood work looks good or stable and his heart sounds good, then he can go. There's still risk to anesthesia, yeah. but some pearly whites. They can still yeah. do it. We can still do it. You can still do it. If you couldn't, because I'm, I'm trying to envision kind of what she might be seeing in such an old cat. They get that kind of like billowy plaque. It's like smooth, but yeah. bulky plaque that kind mm-hmm. of goes up over their teeth and like hangs over the top of their gingiva. Yep. You know, and it kind of looks like a ledge there. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. you could park something on top of it. <laughs> yeah. So like you could like say for whatever reason, you can't anesthetize him because his heart or you can't, I don't know, his, you know, his lab work, you know, isn't yeah. great for anesthesia. You could potentially grab that and like yeah. pop it off. Yeah. You know, the possibility exists that you could create some bleeding there, which then the bacteria that live in that plaque line then potentially could have access to his bloodstream. But yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to weigh the pros and the cons, you know, when she mentioned that he shakes every few seconds, you know, there aren't very many reasons for shaking. So, you know, we're we were all thinking like the top thing in our head is, like, okay, is he uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, because he's 17 and I'm sure he has arthritis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So. I'd say give him some silencia too <laughs> because yeah. it's not going to hurt. And if he's yeah. painful, mm-hmm. it might make him feel better. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's kind of where you need to start. I do in my old patients that for whatever reason, they can't undergo anesthesia for dental cleaning and that's, it's affecting their quality of life. The owners for whatever reasons, then um, we talk a lot about pulse therapy antibiotics. Mm-hmm. So once a month for five to seven days, they get antibiotics that essentially treat the, the disease, the infection in their mouth. Of course, it's a Band-Aid. It does come back because the problem is probably underneath those teeth and the teeth are rotting and things like that. But um, I have several patients actually on it that it keeps them more comfortable in the way of like they'll eat still mm-hmm. pretty well. They're, mm-hmm. you know, not rubbing at their face. They're, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's the next best thing we could do for them if we feel like that it's a huge issue for their overall health and we're just not comfortable or can't do anesthesia. So yeah. mm-hmm. talk to your doctor about that as well. And you're a local veterinarian. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. I will say though, cats had a lot of things underneath the gums. And yes. so it's not just plaque that might be an issue. I mean, it could be 
resorptive lesions. Exactly. Or, yeah. There could be a lot going on there. So yeah. I think 17, you're going to have to weigh pros and cons. Mm -hmm. but it's an old sure. kitty. Yeah. He's an oldie. That's right. Okay. And if the plaque, you know, you know the plaque's not bothering him. Yeah. yeah. He's still he's eating. He's 17. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so in the description, it doesn't say that he's not eating. So, I mean, I suppose right. the mm -hmm. other thought is if he's eating and drinking, he's happy. Yeah. And if yeah. he's not already eating hard food, give him some hard food. If he is yeah. eating okay. I mean, yeah. then Chewing let him helps. live his life and be happy and, yeah. yeah. You know, they, I mean, you know, I guess this trembling could be related to oral pain, but right. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that's always a tricky part is when there's like this broad clinical sign and mm -hmm. they have dental disease. You're like, it literally could be due to that. I yeah. just, right. I always think of one patient, he's 18 year old Maltese. He, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we did a dental on him because of those reasons and his breath smelled bad, obviously. He was a whole new dog after the dental. He is the happiest boy in the whole world. We've talked <laughs> yeah, about I mean, him he is. Yeah. yeah, he, you know, that's chronic pain is mm -hmm. legit. I mean, like. Yeah. That can take you down. Yeah. It's miserable. Yeah. So, I mean, oral pain for that many years or whatever, you know, I mean, can you imagine like headache? I mean, like all mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So it's worth looking. And that we hear those stories more often than not. Yes. Like that, oh my gosh, I forgot my dog enjoyed doing this or I forgot yeah. that my cat did this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Next question. Tips on it's a tooth kind of day. <laughs> I guess so. Tips on brushing a dog's teeth. My dog won't let me near him with a finger. With I'm sorry, I read that. I like, <laughs> with a finger and toothpaste or a brush, and he hates dental treats. At Anna Marie XX Double X. Have you tried all the dental treats? Mm. Have you tried shoes? Enzymatic shoes? <laughs> I don't know. Duo cleanse. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what you do. Fluoride additives. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say the water, water additives, additives, maybe. Yeah. It's going to slow it down. It's not going to take away what's there. I mean, I think and ultimately he may just schedule have to core. Be, yeah. Exactly. He's just a dog that's going to need a routine cleaning every mm -hmm. so often. And I, I mean, there's no animal in the world that I can think of that gets vet care that has never had to have a dental in their life like yeah. even when they get older if they don't have a lot of plaque there's probably worn down teeth mm -hmm. or Fractures. fractured roots yeah. yes yeah. exactly so yeah. it's it's okay <laughs> to get your dog or cat's teeth cleaned mm -hmm. yeah it just and i mean brushing is definitely preventative but yeah yeah it's also good to start doing that when they're puppies to desensitize them to that Yes. For other listeners. Mess with their mouth, mess with the lips, ears, paws. The, um, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. I'm having a, oh, Veterinary Oral Health Council. Yes. Check that website out. Mm -hmm. It has a chart. It has a chart. Yeah. It has all kinds of stuff on it that yeah. has been um, run through commissions to prove what they actually say they do. So the products on that website are, you know, confirmed to do what they say. And there's dental food. I think we forget mm -hmm. about that a lot. We do but forget about that. Be a candidate that he needs prescription dental yes. food. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We do forget option. about that a lot yeah. as like an actual diet to feed. Yeah, A lot yeah. of people use it as treats, but it mm -hmm. could totally be what you feed every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So check that out. That's a great idea, Duckwall. I think that's all. That's all she wrote. That's all I got. That's all we got. That's it. Okay. Hopefully it helps you. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> if it didn't. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Veterinary Roundtable. Remember, send in those questions and be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at All Star Veterinary Clinic. If you enjoyed this episode or a previous episode, leave us a review on your podcast provider of choice. We'll see you in a few weeks for the next episode of the Veterinary Roundtable. Woo-woo! <laughs>